All right, guys, we have a very special announcement. It's official. The Bases Loaded Pod is joining the Roto Baller Radio Podcast Network. A little bit about Roto Baller. Since 2013, Roto Baller has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy addicts their fix with player news and cutting edge fantasy analysis. If you didn't know, Roto Baller's 2020 MLB draft kit is already live. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools, including printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points, head-to-head, dynasty, roto, AL only, NL only, you name it, they've got it. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools. These draft tools include printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points leagues, head-to-head, roto, dynasty, AL or NL only, you name it, they've got it. They also offer rankings and projections from the number one most accurate industry expert, Nick Mariano. Not to mention access to their exclusive rankings wizard. Like I said, there's 15. Those are just three. So there's so much more to check out. For a limited time, get your MLB premium pass for 50% off. But wait, it does actually get better. Right now, you can get an additional 10% off if you use promo code BASESLOADED. Just visit rotoballer.com slash BASESLOADED to sign up for your premium pass today so you can dominate your leagues tomorrow. Bases loaded and one out. Oh my God! Deep to right field, way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Grand slash. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. And tonight, it is just a George and Mike podcast. You can follow George on Twitter at Roto underscore Nino. George, we've been talking about how much we hate everything. For like <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, what's up, man? We sure do. It's just um, things have just changed so dramatically. Like this last week has been the longest week ever. I mean, we were sitting down uh, last Wednesday together um, with SP Streamer as well and with, with Mike over there. And man, just in one week, it, it's just how dramatic things have, have turned, you know, and uh, I mean, a week ago we still had spring training games and now we're looking at, you know, a half a season, if that. So, yeah, I mean, how are you holding up? Ugh, um, it's, first off, it's midnight my time. So there is a 50, 50 shot. I fall asleep while recording, <laughs> but uh, sleepy K is uh live and well, no, it's uh it's bittersweet. I really am enjoying my time with my family because I'm trying to take advantage of it, you know, because, I mean, you try to make the best out of a bad situation. And my wife's home, like, she's a teacher, so she's home, the kids are home, and it's just, it's busy. And I literally used to get off work, I used to get off shift and have, I was telling you, I think six to eight hour days to just blow time. And I used to just do, con- like, provide content during that time. Yeah, And I'd be lying to say that I'm just between, you know, the fact that opening day was supposed to be, what, seven days from now? Or at least on the East Coast, seven days. Still eight days for you, but you get yeah. the point. Um, <laughs> opening day was supposed to be that, you know, really close. We were wrapping up preseason content, and now we're looking for ways to extend it. And it's just a on, that's the struggle on our side of things, just to be completely transparent. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to come up with different ideas, different ways to kind of bridge the gap until the season starts. And again, it's just, we had all this prepped out lined up just to have to kind of like call an audible and figure out, well, what's next? And obviously it's a small problem compared to the big things going on. So we're not trying to make light of that situation at all, but just one of the little things that people might not realize that happens behind the scenes here that, you know, it's just as far as content creation, as far as content creation goes, it's a little harder on our end to kind of fill the gap, but we're trying our best. We're trying to help get you guys through this you know get get all of us through this it's just on my end like personally and i know you yeah your kids are home too it's just it's so crazy and chaotic right now the amount of content i was pumping out is just not sustainable with my current situation which is fine people understand it but i do feel like i'm letting myself down as much as letting everybody down which again i know no one cares people are probably grateful even have this to listen to right (laughs) it's just hard to accept you know yeah, I mean, you bring up some good points, you know, um, in the grand scheme of things, you know, this is pretty, you know, pretty trivial, but uh, I'm not gonna lie, just to how crazy this last last week has been. 
it's nice to finally sit down, um, you know, get back together with you and, and talk some baseball, you know, get our minds off the everything that's going on right now. And, and again, like you said, too, I mean, some, some good things, you know, coming out of this, like, you know, my, my kids are home too, you know, I've been spending more time uh, with my kids and things are, you know, it, things are crazy. This, this whole um, coronavirus situation is just, uh, and it's just, you know, things are evolving every day. Things are, I, I'm keeping up with the news and it seems like, you know, things are changing, things are moving rapidly. And uh, I think just, you know, as a, as a country, as a race, as, you know, as people, we just, you know, we're, we're we got to get through it and we got to work together. We all have a responsibility to kind of, you know, do our part to, to try to control this thing. And um, sitting down here now tonight to, to kind of get our minds off of it, even for just an hour is just, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice, but yeah. I mean, the grand scheme of things, I mean, we all just got to kind of stick together and I mean, you know, like you said, good things could come out of it. Um, I think at the end of the day, I mean, I hate to harp on it. I just, I really wish everybody well. I hope everybody um, gets through this, you know, without losing a loved one. I know it's affects elderly more so than anybody else. And obviously people compromise immune systems. We don't want to make light of that situation at all. Our goal is to just try to get your minds off things. So unfortunately, I mean, with that being said, uh, it's just hard, you know, it's hard to transition from that. It's just like anything bad that happens in the real world. Our, our, our goal here is to try to kind of give you a little, uh, relief a little, little break from it but we are literally gonna take the situation and essentially we're gonna go team by team tonight we're gonna cover every single team and discuss players that their as far as fantasy goes their how their value is affected by this players that stand out now there's gonna be obvious guys but we're gonna try to just break down our our thoughts on them there's gonna be a lot we probably agree on so it probably won't take too long but the idea is to go through every single team and just talk fantasy baseball because honestly what the hell else do we have to do right Right. (laughs) so um i think we can kind of go this is episode 88 and of course before we get started if you guys have a chance hit us with a five-star rating review we greatly appreciate it it truly helps the podcast go a long way other than that let's dive right in let's pull up roster resource sure man yeah i can't man i can't wait till uh you know we finally get baseball back We'll see when when that is, but uh, that's you're bringing you're bringing me back down. I'm already down. You're just beating me while I'm down. You're it's gonna be down. back. It's it's coming back. So yeah, let's so. let's see. You know, let's see what uh what we can do here um, as far as these pe- player evaluations that may or may not change. Um, Actually, I do have a question because uh, mm-hmm. I think this is interesting. I've had two. I've had both. I've had leagues go both ways. Obviously, I've done a lot of drafts by now. Like before, yeah. like just in general, I've been drafting all off season. I'm a degenerate. It's fine. I've had two home leagues keep their date. I've had I've had one push it. Uh-huh. Have you had that experience yet? Are you keeping your home dates? Are you to be determined? With your so, my main home league, like the first league that I I was in, it, it's uh, with a bunch of friends and coworkers here um, in Southern California. And our big thing is like you know some of us there's twelve of us and um, the you know sometimes the draft is the only time I get to see some of these guys and it's, yeah. you know, probably our favorite part of, of this league, you know, is getting together and, and you uh, right now. doing our draft. Right. Exactly. And so we considered our draft was supposed to go on this Sunday and we considered doing it online, but we all, I mean, selfishly, yeah, selfishly, I want to draft, you know, it just, it, it's fun. I, I like to draft and, and selfishly. Yeah. Like, but at the end of the day, like we all, we all know, like, we all know that we have a responsibility, you know, and just the smart thing to do the the responsible thing to do is to just stay home right now and not, you know, not get together at the same time. Like that is our favorite part of it. So we ended up postponing it. We're going to have our, our draft, um, you know, once there's a little bit more clarity on the situation, but we did end up postponing it rather than uh, holding it online. And there's a lot of people like I don't, my home leagues are actually all online. So that kind of makes it easier to still keep the date. The, another thing is, is there, people are torn right now. This is a very common, that's why I asked you, because I was talking to Bogman and the Welsh last, on the last episode, and they found it very interesting that, you know, my leagues are keeping the date. And I'm like, well, I think a lot of it is, obviously we want as much information as possible. So pushing it makes sense because realistically the season could start, like you said, in June, July, or not at all. But I think it's a welcomed 
really like a welcome again another just just a distraction from what's going on so exactly for me honestly though i actually wanted to push them both back because just again with how busy my life's become mm-hmm. I've, i haven't like squeezing in a draft was really inconvenient so that's myself that's like the self-serving part of me but i I, just, I find it interesting because everybody feels differently about the situation there's no right or wrong answer so i wanted to see what you had to think about it really because again it's just a matter of what best fit, what best fits your uh, your league dynamic and we are again i pushed through two drafts i had a lot of fun they were both auctions but now it sucks because i had these guys i you know i i have all these players on my teams and i'm just looking at them like i mean what am i supposed to, i can't really like what am i gonna do, I gonna do some like there's some ad drops maybe i could do but who's really no one's really gonna gain or lose value right now nobody's gonna get hurt or anything you know there's no games being played so it's yeah just, it's just bittersweet because yeah. it's like oh yeah i drafted now what do i do you know what i mean maybe trade <laughs> here and there you know like why am i gonna trade without a game being ah, it's a it's a mess okay we can move on the first team i pulled up here is none other than probably the most thankful team to be having a break right now is the new york yankees so i started in the ale al east yeah and i pulled up the yankees and who is the first player or who are first few guys that you think instantly wow this is a huge help for them they gain a ton of value going into the year. Uh, well, I mean, it's got to be Judge, Stanton, and Paxton, right? I mean, yeah. those are the three, uh, the three big ones. Um, I know I I drafted Paxton, fully prepared to wait on him uh, in TGFBI. That was like a pick one ninety, um, and I think you know with the season starting later on, I mean, he in, that instantly becomes you know a massive value right there. Uh, you know, so if he's ready to start the season, and I believe, uh, I believe Aaron Boone did come out and say like the, those three should actually be ready to start uh, to play once there is an opening day, right? I, I believe I saw that. I did see that as well. And the thing about Paxton, like, okay, so here's where like my recent drafts can be a little handy for fantasy owners. I've seen him go with two different prices because because of how long he was being pushed down in the ADP, it hasn't corrected yet, so he's kind of hiding down there. These last two these last two drafts have been auction styles, so it's been a little different. But one of them, I got the guy, I got him for like dirt cheap because again, by the time he was nominated, there was the money, a lot of money was gone. Tonight he went for about, I still pretty, I'd say still pretty good price, nothing fantastic. Still, I think, but it was still closer to what his new, what his market value should be. Like he's back to being drafted appropriately but two guys Stanton and Judge are still not being priced appropriately I've gotten both of them at good what I would consider good values well sorry I've gotten Stanton both nights what I would call good values considering what he should be a little he should be back to being that you know late fourth round pick and I think I got him like almost like fifth or sixth round pick value maybe even you know depending on your the league size so I really liked his value and I've seen you know watching Judge I've seen him kind of be a discount still too. So people, because I think Judge is still a question mark as, as far as how bad is that stress fracture in the ribs and is there a pec issue? So I think there's a little more concern there than there is for Stan. Yeah, and I think, you know what? This actually brings up a, a really good topic that I was thinking about. These guys that are were coming into the season uh, with injuries and then now the, now the season's pushed back, we're kind of seeing them meet in the middle not you know they're not going at their full value right now I think do you think maybe they stay there that it kind of stagnates right there like in the middle because and it's not just with this team like other guys like um, I, I was thinking about like Miguel Sano Carlos Correa guys that we consider kind of injury prone does having a shorter season make you more likely or less or, or less likely to take a chance on them you know and I think we're going to address that throughout the night, but I think the short answer for me is actually no, because I, I think people have this m- misconception of like, oh, well, they got hurt, so they're not going to get hurt the rest of the year. Oh, they're injury prone. The amount of games, obviously it helps having less games, so I guess it does technically help in a sense. But I think the likelihood of them getting injured is just just about the same, realistically, because how, how often does somebody get hurt just at the beginning or just at the end of a season? A lot of times it's right smack dab in the middle, so – I mean, and on top of that, how is the MLB hasn't decided? Are they going to try to do double headers and squeeze in more games? Will that cause the players to try to play a little more? Will that cause odd um, uh, scheduling and all that? So there's a lot that has yet to be determined. But as far as um, I guess, like I'm more willing to, I guess maybe I'll, I'll change my tune a little bit. I think I am more willing to 
ignore the injury risk with those guys because, like you said, less less opportunity to get hurt. So yes, that on that note, I will I will agree with you. I just I don't know if I, I would let it. I'm not gonna make the guy suddenly like a target. Like oh well, I think he's gonna get hurt. I'm not gonna go out of my way to pay a little like that much more for him. You know, like right. I'll, just, I'll just be more willing to get a share too type of thing. Yeah, I yeah, okay. Avoid them. I want to avoid them. I think is the best way to play. I just want to avoid them as much. Yeah, I, I got created tonight in a, in a league, so there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just sure. there's there's just so many things that are gonna like you know how does this affect you know guys that are notoriously streaky? You know, it's just it's all things that we can. These are all things we can discuss. Uh, you know, we have plenty of time to discuss. But yeah, it's just just a couple of, of things that we could think about. Now going back to the Yankees um, on the other side. Any guys that go down in value? I mean, we were thinking about like you know Mike Talkman and and uh, Brett Gardner playing the outfield, Miguel Andahar. Now, if Judge and Stanton are going to be ready to start the season when it does open, that kind of takes away you know from uh, Miguel Andahar playing the outfield or Mike Talkman. What do you think? I it's exactly. I was never really in on the Talkman. I mean, he's actually projected to start, but I was never really in on the. Talkman getting the starts over Andohar in the outfield. I thought Andohar was going to take that spot and run with it. He was looking good in spring, and or Clint Frazier was going to get a shot maybe at DH mm-hmm. and Andohar in right field again. So I think that's it's going to be interesting. It's all going to depend on Judge's health, but ultimately I think Andohar takes a little hit, and I love Andohar, so it really hurts to say. But he's just, I mean, you put ju- Judge or Stanton, they really, but one of them should always DH. Like they shouldn't be putting them in the field too much. You know, they keep getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, Judge keeps getting hurt swinging a bat, so I don't know how much being in the field really matters. But I don't know. I think Andujar. I think I mean, when you look, who else is going to play DH though? You know, Andujar is slotted into DH right now. Who else would really play DH? Maybe Frazier would fight him for it. Maybe Talkman himself. But other than that, I think the only person that really loses a ton of value is Domingo Herman. He's suspended for 81 games, and or sorry, 63 games remaining in his suspension. So yeah. if there's that, if there's less games played in the season. He has, you know, he's missing a bigger portion of the season now. So Herman was a fringe top 100 SP, a guy you would think about stashing, to a guy that I wouldn't touch in a draft. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I'm right there with you. Um, another guy that could even enter the mix uh, by like what August, um, Aaron Hicks. You know the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can really throw things off too. The time exactly. Coming back, coming back from Tommy John. <laughs> Although we've seen like Didi Gregorius come back from Tommy John just last year and struggle, and so it's not a guarantee he'll just come back and be able to be what we've seen him be before. But yeah, exactly. About, but you're also talking about late in the year at this point, so well, that could be the start of the year at this point. Who knows? <laughs> um, and so that's about, I don't know if there's much more with the Yankees we can spend all night. The Yankees are a huge overall winner as far as a team context goes, and you know, outside of fantasy from yeah. this whole delay, so. Um, the next team in the AL East, we'll just go to the Red Sox because we're going from, I guess, from best to worst. I don't know. Red Sox aren't really a top team in the division anymore, probably. But looking at their team, I think it's status quo. Does anybody really stand out? Um, other than oh. um, other than Alex Verdugo? Yeah, there it is. I was like, where is he? Oh, there he is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than Alex Verdugo, um, I'm not really sure. I, I think we'll have – We'll have more clarity on Chris Sale um, by the time the season starts. Other than other than Sale and Verdugo, though, I uh, don't really think there's much else. Kevin Pillar probably loses value, you know, because he was he was uh, he's in there at right field right now. But uh, if Verdugo's ready to start the season, then I think that uh, Kevin Pillar takes a hit. That's yeah, and and that's a deeper league name, a guy that you know. Little bit of little bit of power and speed. People might have been targeting fifteen teamers, but now he becomes a guy that's like fringe, even in those formats. Um, I I just I'm, I was trying to think if there's somebody else that stuck out, but no, I think that's about it. I guess Sale was a good. I, I I think he regardless, like I'm not touching him in drafts. He doesn't get. He's not one of the guys I'm resetting the clock on at all. As far as like resetting his uh, where I where his uh, rank was, I'm completely yeah. I'm completely fading. I'm afraid of that elbow, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. All right. That was fun and easy. Let's move on from the Red Sox and go to the Rays because the Rays are <laughs> All right. Because the Rays, there's just so much to know right here. There was really, like, dude, I was watching, like, this goes back to, which, by the way, the first year I ever decided to do lineup, uh, watch, like, you know, watching the lineups and make notes of it 
yeah <laughs> this is when i don't have this is when it gets cut short right but there's just there was just honestly a lot of fluidity is that even a word i think it's a word it sounds like a good word no no sounds right <laughs> um there was just a lot it was just a fluid situation of like who's in who's out and meadows kept leading off and i think right now they have meadows plugged in in the top two with low or loud or that's brandon Lau. he's Lau, Lau leading off and either way i think the two of them hit in the top four in the lineup but outside of those two I think Susugo was one of the safer names that people didn't want to admit was a safer guy. I think he's going to play more often than not, but nothing as far as like this, like again, this, all this break does is further add to the questions because I don't see anything. I guess Snell, I guess I lied. Snell would be the only guy that gains value. Cause now you got to think that elbow gets right. But other than that, again, another, another team where there's not a lot of standouts here. Right. Yeah, that was really the only thing I was going to bring up is, uh, you know, their pitching staff with Blake Snell and even Tyler Glass now. He's another one, at, you know, on on the hitter side, I mentioned guys who we thought, you know, could be uh, injury concerns. And I know Glass now, um, that he kind of has that right now where, because his season was cut short last, last year. Uh, so there was that question of, you know, how many innings is he going to throw this season? And uh, I think he's one that maybe gains a little bit if, if you're going to just get, you know, three months of, of, of season here. Um, and like, like, it's, you know, like we've, uh, like we've said before, we have no idea what MLB plans to do, but if the season's cut short, then I think glass now um, gets a, a bit of a boost uh, along gonna, with snow. I was going to agree with the glass now thing. Um, Cause I, that's, you know, that's gonna be a common theme. You'll see guys here that, were that guys that were on perceived innings limits, you know, or known innings limits. Those mm-hmm. guys, especially if they're like a good day, if they were going to be good per game, they gain a ton of value. Like Glassnell, you can argue he was a fringe top 25 for some people. He might be top 20 right now. Like on a per game basis, he could be an SP1. And right now, like I'm going into drafts targeting guys that have high upside ace potential. Like Lazardo's another guy. We'll get to him. He gains value to me. Uh-huh just like glass now so i'm thinking like would you rather take glass now or nola in draft right now oh man um i think i still want nola um but glass now is pretty close to to that to there now you know to that level uh for me but um yeah you you bring up a a good point guy someone like lazardo i was pretty off like i was just off on lazardo at his price at his price, exactly. I was I was fading him this season. I was like, you know what? I'll let everyone else kind of worry about that this year, as far as the innings go, and uh, especially like in head-to-head leagues, I don't want to deal with that. I, I mean, I dealt with that with Paddock last year, and I mean, I'm like, no, I, I, I'm not gonna go there. I'll just wait till next season. But no, I mean, he's he. These guys are guys that I've completely kind of turned on. Um, 180. 180, exactly. Yeah. But, um, and, if, and if people are listening, if there's somebody who's like, what do you mean 180? It's 360. I always, like, I used to be one of those guys. Oh, yeah, complete with 360. No, complete 360 means you go full <laughs> circle. means you end up where you started. Obviously, everyone knows what 360 degrees is. But people, like, I was guilty of it once upon a time. That's why I make sure to, 180 means you, you flip, you turn. But, you know, it's only you turn halfway and you stop. And I know it's a stupid thing. Probably wasn't even necessary. But just wanted to put that out there. That's all. <laughs> so. Is that all about glass now? I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I think we could go on. Orioles. I still don't know what to do about Trey Mancini. Obviously, there's other names here, but he's the one that comes to mind. He had, I guess, the the tumor on his colon, or I believe it was removed. I haven't seen anything about timetable since. But other than, and even then, even with even with that, Mancini, you got to think he's gonna come back soon, and not sooner than later necessarily. But this rest time is good for him, and. He won't miss much time, I don't think, right? I mean, obviously, there could be setbacks, but other than Mancini, and obviously, I want your take on Mancini. Who other? Who else stands out in the Orioles? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything else is pretty much um, pretty much the same, pretty status quo here. You know, you, you mentioned Mancini. Um, it does bring up – it uh, with the Orioles here, I, I know – I know we liked, you know, like Ryan Mountcastle and just along those lines, like we don't know what the ML, what MLB is going to do as far as service time goes for, for players like this. Does it make it more or less likely that we see them this year? Do, do teams just say, you know what, we're going to just keep these guys down till you know, next year. Um, 
what are they going to do about rosters? So I think that's like a whole, they have to, the MLB and the MLBPA need to come together and discuss terms and all that about that. Because I mean, I haven't heard this as being a possible outcome, but what if the teams were like, Hey, look, you know, you're, we're going to, we're obviously not playing till the super two date was supposed to pass. What if we just say you guys get the extra year of control, but your guys can play from day one. Now, suddenly every one of these guys like, Bill Carlson's and Ryan Mountcastle's, they gain a ton of value if they did that. I mean, right, yeah. why, why not? Just like, look, hey, you guys didn't, like, this was the Super 2 date for all these guys. You obviously are starting after that. We're going to go ahead and just give you, the as the team, we're going to give you the extra year of control just so these guys, you know, so it doesn't affect them coming up. So I'm not saying it's a possibility. I haven't heard anything of the sorts. I mean, it probably it is a possibility, but I've just never, I, I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, I've heard this. Never heard that. Just an idea that crossed my mind literally right now as you were talking. And I'm yeah. like, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I've heard of crazier things. I mean, yeah, yeah. Orioles. <laughs> Orioles yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to the last team in the AL East, and that is the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Maybe you know what Ryu might gain a little value because he's a guy that's always gotten hurt. But again, he's a guy that always gets knickknack injuries. Just because he's missing time to start the year doesn't mean he won't miss time. He doesn't gain value for me, but he's the only name that kind of sticks out. Anybody stick out to you besides Ryu, maybe? Uh, no, I mean, just going back to the, the the subject we had with the Orioles, do we see, you know, Nate Pearson uh, up right away? Um, what do they do about the trade deadline? Because, you know, Ken Giles is someone who I've been – I had been drafting – I had been targeting Ken Giles everywhere. I, I big on Ken Giles this season, but – now, you know, what do they what does MLB do about the trade deadline? Do they keep it the same? So then, you know, it's how long how many games do we see Giles with with Toronto this season? Exactly. That's a good point. Like when it comes to those closers, like you there was a few guys like that. You know, like Brandon Kitzler. I just drafted him tonight on a team for his maybe 10 saves I was hoping to get, but now there's a chance that he's not getting any saves. Like I don't know. Although, you know, this is a random thought, and it's just random, Randall Grichuk, he was um showing, he was actually taking a new plate approach this year in, in spring, and it was it seemed to be working out. He was uh, working on his plate approach as far as just being more patient. I forget whose father, he was working, I think, with Bichette's dad, actually, about <laughs> his plate approach. I'm not kidding, I think that's who it was. I remember reading about it, and... I think unfortunately, like a like a you know spring training getting cut short might have you know hindered his growth. And Grishuk was a guy that we were all drafting for power last year. If he gained any type of plate discipline, he could be more of a two fifty hitter with thirty five plus home run potential. We're talking about a Kyle Schwarber type basically, but without the price tag this year. So he's a guy that I feel like may have been affected by getting spring training cut short just because he was working on a new approach. He could still work on the set approach, but it's obviously different when you're not when you're not facing game uh, live action. So. Just yeah. something like that. Something little like that might have affected him, but I'm not going to harp on that because that's just pure speculation. Let's go ahead. You want to stick with the AL or go to the NL? Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and just knock out the AL here. All right, White Sox. Go for it. Name, drop, drop your knowledge on them, man. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. The White Sox. Um... Kopech, that's about it. We saw him. Yeah, right. Um, I, almost, I almost said the wrong word. We saw him light it up. Man, it's ridiculous. You saw him light it up in that one inning, but hey, yeah, he falls into that. He falls into that injured, uh, coming off injury innings, innings limited. Now, how limited will he be? Will Gio Gonzalez really hold him back from a lineup from a rotation spot? You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, shoot, I mean, other than that, yeah, that's about it for the White Sox. I keep taking them all, and I keep at, I keep taking them, and then asking you, what do you think? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's I mean, heck, I mean, teams like this. It's it, there's going to be teams like this. I mean, otherwise, we can be here all night. Madrigal's another name, I guess. Um, just the whole call up thing. He was, you know, speculation for speculation for uh, second base there. Yeah, I mean, I know he wasn't really performing very well in this spring early on was he i don't believe he's i don't believe so but he's not all he is is he's a batting average and uh speed guy which is great for fantasy i guess you know in deeper leagues late rounds but there's like no he's a zero home run guy right so so that's gonna be the white Sox. let's move on to the twins kind of have to run through these a little faster i guess 
because I didn't realize like, we could talk about players on every, on every team. Yeah. Um, what about the Twins? Anything stand out to you here? Uh, well, I mean, um, maybe Rich Hill starts the season. Um, Great you value because like, he was he's like free. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's absolutely free. Um, so maybe he starts the season. He's he's ready to go. Um, other than that, I Dobnak mean, maybe does Dobnak get a shot over Shasin? Uh, well, it's gonna be Dobnak or or like I said, or Rich Hill. You know, um, yeah, if, I think Hill's supposed to be missing. I mean, obviously the season get pushed back farther than we're anticipating, but maybe it doesn't, and Hill's still out. Maybe Dobnak won't be held down long, if if at all, for a team that wants to compete. You know, so maybe he grabs that fifth rotation spot over Shasin, or again, because I guess it, it all goes back to that innings limit, or the, the, there's no need for one now for him. You know, so it's just it just always makes me wonder is all. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you could pretty much cross Michael Pineda off your list uh, oh, yeah. of any draft. Suspended guy, another one of those suspended guys. He has to, he has to another forty game, thirty nine games he has remaining in his suspension. So that right there again cuts him off for like a, a third of the season, remaining of the season, like of the remainder of the season, I should say, probably. And that's assuming they play one hundred twenty games, basically, which could be the high end of what they could play at this point. Yeah, another guy that maybe could um, get a boost is uh, Byron Buxton. I know he was just starting to ramp things up as far as his um, his rehab was going and his progression coming back um, from injury. So, um, heck, maybe, uh, you know, Byron Buxton, he'll be ready to go. I'm not doing it. You can't make me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh, yeah, I mean. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Other than that, man, if if we had a full season of this Twins offense, it's just it's a shame we're not gonna. Get, it's a shame we're not watching these Twins just light it up from day one. They might break the home run record as far as like a per game record or like a per month record. Unless, hey, that ball we're we're hearing rumors it might not be the ball from last year. So, yeah, it, which I mean that team's still gonna do damage, but it could be interesting to a guy like maybe. Jorge Polanco, maybe he hits a few those home runs and steals a few more bags, you know? That would be a welcome change. We need more stolen bases in our world, in our lives. Um, the Tigers, looking at them, yeah. they're another team. The Tigers are another team with just Michael Fulmer coming back from TJ. Maybe he gets closer to ready or maybe is ready. What happens to all the young guys? You know, they have Manning, Mize, Scooball. So... Well, is it Scooball? Tariq Scooball, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, Tariq Scooball. I'm mm-hmm. mixing him up with the uh, – who's their actual starter? Hold on. Turnball. I always mess those two up. <laughs> Turnball and Scooball. It's a Scooby situation. You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness, I hate myself. Um, other than that, though, it's, again, it's just another team. It's like they don't really have much on the offensive side of things anyway. So it was really just the young pitchers. Nothing right. Else. So we were looking forward to seeing some of those uh, – young pitchers coming up so maybe we don't see all of them this season but we'll see um exactly we'll see yeah the royals ugh, mondesi and his shoulder i guess he'll be healthy mm-hmm. where would you where would you draft him now where would you rank him i mean because he, well, he has to move up your rankings right he's gonna be healthy there was a yeah chance he was gonna miss opening day and we both don't like mondesi's skill set but you can't ignore it either right uh i mean <laughs> Exactly. Uh, he's he's gonna go much higher, anyways. He was already going higher than where I would yeah. have considered taking him. So, I mean, I'm not gonna have any Mondesi. Mondesi or Machado? Uh, Machado. I think in a vacuum it's Machado too, because price dictates that for me. But Mondesi, he's going like you said. He'll probably be going, especially if you know we get a, once we get a, a date set. He'll start going back into second rounds. I bet you he'll start moving up that high again. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Just because, like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get Mondesi where you're getting Machado. No, and you can get Machado, and Machado doesn't offer the 50 stone base upside, or you get what I mean. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a trade off, really. But I'm not. I don't like paying for. I don't like paying premium for just a one category. Maybe I I, I don't. His plate discipline, I don't buy the pot. That's a whole other discussion. You and I, you know, you and I can go down that rabbit hole every time he comes up. Uh, there was one more player that crossed my mind. I can't think of it now. Oh, Ian Kennedy. Because the whole goes back to the whole how many saves will he get before the trade deadline if there is one yeah. and then push back. So. 
same idea as um which which closer was it insert King giles yeah i would say insert team that would be training a closer here the indians even speaking of the indians brad hand you know or that's the next team in the division brad hand falls in that line it falls in line with that because i think they were going to be they were going to try to sell him anyway so yeah now it becomes a guy that he might have a short leash as well and we all know clevenger that, that one's obvious people have already uh reacted to that He's already being back in the you know, late second, early third round again. He's already back to you know pretty much what he was prior to the injury. So, other than Clevenger and obviously mentioning Brad Hand, um, Mercado maybe I guess because Mercado was dealing with that injury, but should have been fine anyway. Yeah, he should be fine. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, if Hand is is traded, I mean, uh, Emmanuel Classe, uh, he was dealing with. Um, he was dealing with an injury and uh you know it was if, eight to twelve weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a back injury for, for class eight. So I think he could be the uh the closer in short order once the season starts if if and when they move uh, Brad Hand. Well you know what? We're gonna call an audible. We're gonna enter this last division and then just for ease of listening and honestly break up into two forty or so minute podcasts, we're gonna just stick with the AL this time and we will do the NL next next episode. How's that sound, George? Sounds good, man. All right, cool. Like a pro. Okay, so we're going to finish off with the AL West tonight. All right, on that note, we're going to go ahead and take a brief break, and we'll be right back with you after a word from our sponsors. And we're back. We're going to start with the Rangers. I'll let, before I even open my mouth, I'll let you just talk, because otherwise I will cover everything again. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I was so bummed when Willie Calhoun – went down with the broken jaw, hit in the face. Julio Urias, fastball. I was, oh, man, my heart sank. I was like, no, not Willie. But he might be, I mean, you know, he could be ready to go. We'll see. And uh, so he's one that I'm, I'm excited for. You know, I, was, I thought I was going to be, I thought I was going to be missing, you know, Calhoun for like two months. And now suddenly, you know, obviously circumstances, you wish there would have been under different circumstances, but uh, Calhoun could be ready to go once we get an opening day. I just drafted him tonight, and he's, I mean, he was a value before, and now he's, like, still a pretty good value. Like, he was, like, even if you put him back to where he was being drafted or his, you know, rankings beforehand, he was being slept on already. So, exactly, I mean, the value was that always has been there, and I think it might even still be slightly – Still, still slightly skewed towards you know the fact of his like new injured price. So take advantage of that, and that unfortunately it, we finally get to like a guy who loses value and that goes back to Solak, kind of being back out of a job, which makes no sense. Put Todd Frazier at first base and put Solak at third base. Why am I, I so? We saw we saw Guzman Guzman whatever however you want yeah. his name. We saw him struggle in the spring. You saw Greg Bird couldn't take advantage of it because, you know, Greg Bird, I'm surprised because normally he really shows out in spring and then lets us all down in the season. Trust me, I'm the Greg, I'm the Greg Bird guy or was a couple years ago. And uh, so it's like, why not let Solak get in there and play every day? I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Frazier has played first and can play first. He's not going anywhere. Like that move makes so much sense and they just don't seem to want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. Um, kind of over bird and, and Guzman at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense, but I mean, we'll see. Exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not trusting him to do the right thing here. Uh, that's about it on this team, huh? I mean, if Leclerc loses that closing job, by the way, who would you like to take it there? Well, Montero had a pretty good season last year. Um, Rafael Montero, uh, other than that, I mean, I'm just it's tough. It's a tough call. It's... Yeah, because you're the. For those who don't know, maybe we have new listeners. George does relief pitchers. Like that's his thing. I don't even bother trying to compete. Like he's been doing the bullpen reports for fan tracks, so that's his thing. And so I yeah. asked him, and this is a good. <laughs> this is a good one because, again, there is nobody really else here besides the clerk. So it's like the clerk has one of the safest jobs without being one of the safest players to have a closing, it's the weirdest thing. Like this year he has less competition and he's going for way cheaper in drafts. So it's really odd to me. Right. Yeah. So, uh, 
if I had to say a name right now, I, I guess it would be Rafael Montero. Uh, it was only 29 innings last year with the Rangers, but he did have a 2.48 ERA. Uh, he had a, uh, what was it, a uh, 30% uh, strikeout rate, only a 4% walk rate. So, yeah, he, he did really well last season. And so if he can carry that over, if he can keep it up, then absolutely he could be ready to take over for uh, LeClerc if he doesn't. You know, if he comes out of the gate struggling. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other, other than that, I don't. I, I, Yeah, this one's a tough one. Gotcha. Moving on to the Mariners, and I just love watching what this team is doing in the spring. This, this uh, lineup that they have here at Ross Resource, I don't agree with it, <laughs> only because I was – like, obviously, we didn't get enough spring training time, but just that what they were showing us in spring training – were two different things, but they could have also just been getting guys reps. We don't know exactly what the idea is, but I think stock up, stock down. There's not much here. I mean, Hanniger maybe, but there's still no timetable because he had like he had core surgery, uh, micro dissectomy or something. He yeah, I'm looking at the he's just unknown downtime. He could be missing most of the year anyway. So it's like, how much does he really gain from this? But the person the person that would lose would be Jake Fraley because that's who's pretty much taking his spot. Yeah. So other than Jake Fraley possibly being down, Hager, Hager possibly being up, there really – there's legitimately is not much here. Obviously, you just want to see the young guys. You just want to watch the young guys play. Maybe Kikuchi. I don't know, man. I think, if anything, it's it's just stocked down for all of them because they were all kind of getting into the groove of things, getting in their – getting in their, you know, to get that level of comfort going, and then they just had to stop in spring, so – that would be my only Yeah, I mean, I was excited to see, you know, Taiwan Walker. Um, he was getting back up into the 90s. He was still, like, like doing something initially. And so he was getting worked up, like, getting his work in and stuff. So that had to slow down now. So, of course, as always, I stole your thunder on another player, on another team, because I can't stop talking. So like, what better – what better – what's the next best thing to do? Keep talking about another team. Let's move on to the uh, athletics. Oakland Athletics <laughs> – I will, again, let you run with this one. It's pretty much the pictures on this side of things, though. Yeah, exactly. And we kind of already touched on it um, with Jesus Lazardo. You know, we were, he, dude, he, looked, he looked awesome. Love watching him pitch. He looked awesome in the spring. Uh, the only thing was, you know, was the possible innings limit. And I, I didn't think that we would see any more than, you know, maybe 140 uh, innings. And so, yeah, I mean – Perfect. We're getting a late start to the season. It's like, let him go. Just let him go. I mean, who? as far as a per-game basis, though, I know that he's not someone that had been going deep into games. So still, like, if you're, like, in a quality start league, um, even maybe, like, in a points league, if, if you're, you know, if your league rewards, you know, more for, for those quality starts, maybe he's still not the best uh, pick where he's going. But, I mean, he's just, yeah, he's he's awesome. So, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, him just if, – if they just let him go. I'm more curious. All right, let's, let's do the would-you-rather game. This year gets fun. Would you rather Lazardo or Carrasco? Oh, Lazardo. Yeah. I'm just – hey, not everybody feels that way. Lazardo or Woodruff? Now, that one is, good, is a good one. Um, man. I think I – oh, man. I think I'd still go Woodruff. Okay, Lazardo. Where are you at on that? One? <laughs> uh, I almost got it. <laughs> um, I think I think I'm gonna mix it up as boring as the name side is. I think it would depend on like, I think I'm gonna still go Woodruff, but it's very close. I think it is. I just think Woodruff will pitch a little deeper into games. Although we've seen the Brewers pull him after four innings towards the end of last season, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm gonna lean Woodruff right now, but. I'm leaning, not like it's not like a slam dunk like it was for me before. Um, right. Kluber, what would you say, Kluber or Lazardo? Uh, I think I'd still go Lazardo. I think I would go Lazardo. I'm going to go Lazardo with you there. Um, yeah. let, let me see. Two more. Lance Lynn or Lazardo? Maybe I like Lance Lynn too much because I had Lance Lynn ahead of him initially. Yeah, same here. And I think I'm going to stick with that, actually. 
I think I'm gonna go with Lazardo, and mostly because it depends on that goes back to league format. If it's points, I'll stick with Lynn mm-hmm. Lazardo because I was a buddy of mine. I think it was Zach actually, uh, not Zach, not our resident celebrity Zach Braff, but the other my other Zach that I talk fancy with. He was the one who brought up like you know a lot of these in roto leagues we're gonna be shooting for innings and stuff off the waiver wire. Compile like Lynn is not bad per game, but he's more of a compiler. So somebody like him might actually lose value because you don't need his innings. You don't need him to eat innings anymore. You need somebody – you need electric high upside innings more than you need steady Eddie innings. You know right. I mean? So that kind of actually hurts him. Somebody who – I think he'll be better than your average pitcher. Don't get me wrong. He's not really a comp- – he's not truly a compiler, but he still is more of like your steady guy, going to get you innings and strikeouts and all that. You know what I mean? He's just kind of solid. Whereas Lazardo offers you legitimately SP1 potential. In a, in a shortened season. So I think I lean towards the upside there. Right. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I mean, Lance Lynn, he's, he's only had one season in his career with an ERA over four. So, I mean, I, like, I'm right. Not at all. I'm just, it's a matter of, do I want to shoot for the stars or do I want to settle for like, I know I'm going to be flying a kite in the sky type of thing. I'm not going to get much higher than that. I know what I'm getting with Lance Lynn. Yeah. But yeah, you know, for sure. Lizardo, um, anything clear. else here with the with the A's? AJ Puck, same same idea. He was actually yeah. dealing with an injury, had a little setback in spring training. Should be good to go. Another guy who pitched even less innings than Lazardo. He's worth he's worth a shot. Um, other than that, on the pitching side, I think that's going to be good for the A's. I think we're, what do we have two more teams here. The Houston Astros. I don't think anything's really. Oh wait, the pitchers maybe. I don't. Well, McCullers obviously. That's yeah. I think that's uh that's pretty much it with with the Astros. Um, I mean, you, already, you had Urquidy and and Josh James already part of their uh, part of their rotation. So yeah, obviously Verlander. Um, he just had you know the the surgery to yeah. r- repair an issue with his groin. And so, you know, he should be ready to go uh, if you had already drafted him. And, you know, he was going, like, back into the first, middle to back into the first. Um, early second. So, early yeah, second, second, yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, you shouldn't, shouldn't lose any value there. He was already going pretty high. I'm not sure how high he's going now. Um, you might be able to get him in the second round. I've seen people kind of worried about all these injuries. All, you know, they're piling up really quickly. And, you know, you see people getting Bueller ahead of him. Some people are like, well, Clevenger's healthy. Let's move him ahead of him. So you, you might go get Verlander in the second round, and that could be a good value. So it's worth monitoring where he's falling. He's, he might not be full price right now. Mm-hmm. what he was. A guy that this really concerns me, actually, about is uh, Kyle Tucker because he was already kind of the odd man out here. Right. And you had, you had uh, Jordan Alvarez already – he was actually probably going to miss the beginning of the season with the injuries with his knees. That should be, you know, he, that should be fine. Now his knees should be back to feel, I guess, you know, should have time to heal up. And you have Dusty Baker who hates his uh, young guys. So I think Tucker's leash just got shorter and obviously the opportunity because of the fact that there's no injury now kind of, um, kind of puts him back into that fourth outfielder slash bench role. So, I think Tucker takes a hit from all this late start stuff. Yeah, that's about all I got there. Uh, last team on the on the in the AL before we wrap it up is the Angels. What you got? Joe Adele. Does uh, going back to all these prospects that we've been talking about? You know, does he start the season? Uh, Shohei Otani. Does he? He's a big one. You know, he starts the season right away in the rotation. That's um, very, it's very interesting. I don't know. Because the idea of Otani was kind of cool because you knew you were going to get him at least going into – you had him for like two, two and a half months as a hitter. You knew that. And now he's going to be pitching pr- probably from the start of things. And he's, mm-hmm. another, he's another guy that goes back to your uh, innings pitch issue. But he's only pitching one day a week anyway. You're losing all those at-bats as a hitter, which is, he, you know, pretty valuable at-bats. I think he loses value from that because now – you lose all those the first, you know, having two months of just a, a, a hitter of Otani's, you know, potential. Uh-huh. I think a, a, in a daily league, he gains value, though. In a daily league where you can, you know, utilize him as a pitcher and a hitter, yeah, he, he gains value because now he's going to be giving you innings right from the, from the go. Whereas in weekly leagues, he loses even more value. Like, I don't want him at all in weekly leagues. 
because yeah. you're not getting those two months of hitting. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, what about Griffin Canning? So, I mean, <laughs> I was about to ask you about that too. I have no idea. Right? <laughs> he's still like a maybe a last round flyer type for me because I just don't think he's going to stay healthy. It's elbow. It's an elbow issue. You know, he needs TJ and he's not getting it. Yes. Yeah. The Angels do this. I mean, that's, <laughs> I feel like this isn't the first, like, wasn't it Garrett Richards that had the same issue basically? Right. Andrew Heaney, I think, has gone through. No, maybe it wasn't Heaney. I'm pretty sure Richards did, though, back when he was with them. Could be wrong. It doesn't matter. This isn't the first time I know this. I've heard this. Right. <laughs> but what do you think about Canning? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. He's either a last round or just, uh, you know, keep him on the – let him go to the waiver wire and see how, how things start, um, how he progresses, see if we can update – as you know, as we get closer to the season, but yeah, I'm kind of with you as far as just proceeding with caution, kind of staying away. All right. And that's going to cover the AL. So we essentially, instead of doing all 30 teams, which I said we would do, we decided on the fly, basically we're going to cut it in half because otherwise it'll be like an hour and a half or so podcast. I like give you two separate podcasts. So you can enjoy yourself. So what we're going to do, we're gonna cut it here. We're talk- we did fifteen teams, and we we we, t- we talked about fifteen teams and what players are affected by this whole this whole you know shortened season, good, bad, or otherwise. So, hopefully, you found this helpful. Hopefully, we brought up some discussion that you maybe haven't heard of or thought of before. And if you have and you want to talk about it more, hit us up on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter. I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. George is at Roto underscore Nino. You can find everything bases loaded. At Bases Loaded FBN, that's Bases Loaded FBN as in Fantasy Baseball Network. You can find all of, all, all of the work, obviously, basesloadnetwork.com. We just appreciate you listening continuing to support us through all this. We, can, we will continue to bring you more uh, content as well. Stick with us, and we will, uh, of course, as always, we will talk to you soon.